0: This is episode four of the Shauna Kay Show. If you've ever wondered what the best exercises are and what exercises to avoid to help you lose your menopause belly, you're in the right place. Today's podcast is seven exercise tips to boost your metabolism and combat your menopause belly. Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show, I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. It really breaks my heart when I go into a big box gym or when I talk to women and I hear them talk about the exercises that they're doing or not doing and that they're not getting results and that they give up. And so I really like to set the record straight on some of the best exercises to do, the most effective exercises for fat loss, because look, people just don't have a ton of time. And when, if you're investing time in something and not getting any results, I can understand why people get discouraged. So I'm really passionate about helping women make the most of their time, get the most results with the kind of the least effective dose in terms of exercise. So let's dive in. We're going to talk about seven exercise tips that will help to boost your metabolism and help you lose your menopause belly. So, so get you the most bang for your buck in the least amount of time and effort. Sound good? All right, let's dive in. First of all, let's talk about exercise tip one. And I go back to this again and again, and it really is that we need to stop the steady state cardio. By this, what I mean is just getting on a a treadmill or on a exercise bike and just going at the same speed for 20, 30, 45, 50 minutes, even an hour where you're, you're keeping your heart rate in the, the fat burning zone. It used to be, I think in the eighties and nineties called the fat burning zone, where you keep your, generally your heart rate is going to be around between 120 and 130, basically barely breaking a sweat. And at that time, what was um, you know preached was that when you stay in the fat burning zone you're actually using fat as an energy source which is actually true but what happens is you if you go into a little bit a uh, higher intensity, the overall caloric burn is going to be higher. And that's what's going to count more at the end of the day than staying in that fat burning zone. Because you don't want to just be burning fat calories. You want to be burning more energy overall. So I wanted to, you know, just clear up that misconception right away that there's not necessarily a fat burning zone because we can't actually just burn fat or just burn carbohydrates. What we want to do is we want to burn energy. And when we burn energy, it helps to boost our metabolism. So, um, Steady state cardio, that long, slow plod on the treadmill, unless that or the jogging, the, the marathon running, if that takes you to your happy place and that truly puts you in a Zen like, you know, situation, then you should absolutely do it. But for the most part, we call it the, you know, the cardio dreadmill. Most people don't enjoy it and they just feel like that they have to do it. Um, don't do it. You're not going to get the results that has been shown. And I'm going to share some statistics with you later in the podcast about how misleading those, um, you know, the people think how many calories they're burning on those cardio machines that they're actually not. So it's the least effective method of fat loss studies prove that, um, has shown that again and again, and it's time consuming and people are time poor, tends to be boring. And when you're not getting results, it's time consuming and it's boring. It's less likely that you're going to stick with it. So even the cardiovascular benefits that you actually get from it are, you know, you're not even going to get those because you're going to stop. Also, you tend to, have repetitive use injuries, as much as I want to stay fit, I really want to stay functional. And so if all I'm doing is walking, it's not addressing my upper body strength. And so, so many people uh, in my age category and older, you know, they're talking about things like frozen shoulders and lack of mobility in their upper body and lack of strength. And women tend to have less upper body strength anyway. And so when we're not Addressing that through some upper body exercise, it's just going to get worse because the if you don't use it, you tend to lose it. Right. So the other thing is that um, you know I was talking about big box gyms, and so when you go into them, um, if you're not comfortable in uh, you know a big box gym, I find that many people just gravitate towards a treadmill because it's easy to turn on the treadmill and just start walking or if you want to start exercise but you don't really have a plan it's easy to buy a cardio machine because then it's like okay well I'll just set it up and I'll just start walking or I'll just start pedaling and so it it seems like an easier option of you know just okay well it's something but Typically, what will happen is if you do lose weight, you tend to just look like a skinnier version of your former fat self. So it doesn't give you the transformative results that you're looking for. Trust me, if you can just buy a $12 skipping rope and do body weight movements, you're probably going to get, well, you're absolutely going to get better fat loss results. So number one is just to stop the steady state cardio. Number two is if I stop steady state cardio, what should I do? Well, you should do cardio bursts. With resistance training, and that's going to help you get the most bang out of your workout time. So that would be something like, say, doing a squat jump and something scalable like um, push-ups or wall sits or stick-ups. And if you can't do a jump, then you can certainly do cardio bursts that are non-impact. And the idea with cardio bursts and body resistance is these short full body workouts that you can do anywhere. They're much more effective. They're going to target your menopause belly. They're going to target your upper body, your lower body, so that you will get faster results in less time. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Epoch and afterburn in just a bit. But what big box gyms and equipment manufacturers don't want you to know is that you really can be using your body weight so much more effectively for free, um, more effectively than that expensive equipment. According to a study by the University of California, at San Francisco's Human Performance Center, cardio machines overestimate calorie burn by shocking amounts. And this is what I was referring to before. You know, when you see that readout of how many calories you've burnt, the treadmill overestimates by 13%, the stationary bike by 7%, and the elliptical by 42%. So, Do not go by those readouts on the cardio machine of how many calories you're burning because, um, you know, they're very inaccurate. And like I said, you're not getting a balanced program when you're just doing cardio. So the body weight resistance training really helps to um, build that lean, sexy muscle tone. Uh, As like I said, as opposed to steady state cardio, where you tend to get kind of skinny fat, you don't get the body shaping results that you get when you do uh, muscle toning exercises of resistance training. Plus, resistance training tends to keep your metabolism stoked for hours even after your exercise session is done. This is called EPOC or excess post-oxygen consumption or in other words um, it could be called afterburn and that afterburn means that you know when you get hot and sweaty during a workout and you still stay hot and sweaty for a little bit while like longer that's an elevated metabolism and it doesn't typically happen with the steady state cardio. All right tip number three is that most people are time poor so we need to keep our workout short and intense and intense is a relative term so intense for a beginner can you can reap the benefits and get that epoch or post oxygen exercise, post-oxygen consumption, even if you're a beginner, you don't have to be a seasoned athlete to be able to benefit from EPOC or that, um, you know, from intense exercise. And so, because people, it's, it's such a happy coincidence that even though people are time poor, the most effective fat burning exercise are short and intense workouts. Like that is just happy coincidence. So 15 to 30 minutes of exercise is all you need. If you are super time strapped on a day, you could even do something called a Tabata, which many of you have come to groan and love, uh, know and love or hate. And a Tabata is something like 20 seconds of work with a 10 second rest and repeat that for eight sets. So that will give you four minutes of work. So example, for example, you could do 20 seconds of squat jumps or 20 seconds of burp Burpees and just go to town for those 20 seconds and then rest for 10 seconds and do that seven more times. You'll have four minutes of sweaty fun where you'll boost your metabolism. And that four minutes is going to be so much more effective than 10, 20, or 30 minutes at a slow plod where you're barely breaking a sweat on say an exercise bike, the caveat to that is that you need to be cognizant of your own limitations because you can't just all of a sudden start, you know, breaking out in squat jumps and, and, you know, maintain your safety. So you have to have a little bit of a warm up to that as well. But, you know, those short burst exercises are, um, and exercise protocols really help to burn fat so much more effectively than the long, slow exercise, uh, exercise protocols. All right. Tip number four is to do compound movements. So you want to do movements and exercises that use multiple joints to burn maximum calories. So when I go into a gym and I see people seated, pushing, pulling, pressing, it's not as effective as if you are you know, standing and doing those exercises. So free weight and body weight exercises to me are so much more advantageous because you're using those core muscles, you're burning more calories, uh, than if you were say in a seated position. So things like squats and push-ups and pull-ups, inchworms, planks, burpees, I could go on and on. They're so much more effective than something like a standing tricep extension or bicep curl where you're only using one muscle. So imagine you're wearing a winter coat or a thick sweater and you want to do exercises that make you hot and sweaty so you want to take off that winter coat. So it's unlikely that you're going to want to take off a winter coat when you're just doing bicep curls. But if you were doing burpees or squat jumps or push-ups and pull-ups, um, inchworms, all those kinds of things, it's more likely that you're going to want to take off that coat and that metabolism is going to get boosted to help you lose that fat and lose that menopause belly. All right. Tip number five is stop doing sit-ups. You need to do metabolically expensive calorie burning exercise instead. There is There are some studies to show that you can do some spot reducing. But your best bet to lose your menopause belly is to do something like a burpee, whereas you may argue that, well, I don't even know how I'm engaging the muscles of my core in that. Trust me that you are, but you are really using every muscle in your body when you do the burpee. And so when you when you use all those muscles, you're going to raise your metabolism and an elevated metabolism is going to help you to burn calories as well when you do um resistance training that resistance training that muscle toning muscle building don't be afraid you're not going to get big bulky muscles that muscle toning is going to help increase your metabolism because muscle is more metabolically active than fat. And so you'll burn the, the person with more muscle on their body is going to burn more calories than their counterpart who has a higher body fat composition. So our goal and my big goal as I age is just to maintain my lean muscle tone. And if I can add to it, all the better, because that's going to keep my metabolism boost boosted. So you cannot, you're not going to get a flat belly just by doing sit-ups alone um, it's the compound movements that will flatten your belly much faster than just straight up core work. And, um, you know, you can strengthen your muscles, But until you melt off that outer layer of adipose tissue or fat, the tone muscles below will never show. So that's why, you know, just doing sit-ups or ab work is not going to work because you have to burn off the fat on the outside. So think of your fat like wax surrounding a sculpture. And so you need to burn off that wax to reveal the beautiful structure underneath. All right, workout tip six is... Workout intensity beats duration. And a caveat to that is workout consistency also trumps duration. So let me break that down a little bit. A lot of people will ask me, well, how you must work out for hours a day. And actually, it's not the the time that is as important as the consistency over time. So when they ask me, you know, how long do you work out? My answer is pretty much, well, I guess about 40 or 50 years because I've never sat down. I've always been active. So like I said, it's not really the daily time that's as important as as the consistency over time. And to be able to be consistent, you need a program that fits your lifestyle. And given that everyone is time poor, you'll want some kind of exercise that is fun and doable and gets done daily because it's much better to work out 15 minutes two to three to four times a week than an hour once a week because you really just need to move your body. You need to elevate the metabolism. And like I said, you can get a lot done in 15 to 20 minutes. And just the consistency of three to four times a week with just those short bursts, you'll be surprised and amazed and delighted with your results as opposed to, you know, plodding along on a treadmill for an hour several times a week where, you know, you're just not going to be able to maintain that kind of, uh, that kind of time commitment now, my last tip for losing your menopause belly is find something fun to do. You really have to up the fun factor in your workout so that you're going to enjoy doing it. Ways to do that, you could be training with a friend, find someone fun that you like to work with, um, mix up your workouts. Like I said, avoiding that steady state cardio where it's just mind numbingly boring. Do short and intense workouts because, you know, like I tell myself I can do anything for 10 seconds or 10 minutes even, um, you know, doing those compound exercises kind of makes it a lot more interesting and you engage your mind so that you're not just, you know, brain dead going through these, uh, you know, just mind-numbingly boring exercises because variety keeps you interested and helps increase the results than, you know, just the same old, same old thing. You have to challenge your body if you need to, if you want to change it. So you can't just be doing the same old stuff. And if you can engage your mind, you're going to have better results. Um, I like to set a performance goal. This is much better than a weight loss goal and it keeps your mind, you know, Um, more engaged. So setting that performance goal is something really helpful for me to stay motivated and keep on my plan and also keeping a training journal. That really helps me as well because then I'm accountable to myself and I really like that. So we really need to move smarter and not harder and, you know, I, like I said, it breaks my heart when I see well meaning women exercising, but doing the wrong thing. So keeping those seven points in mind, you're going to get much better, much better results in much less time. So I've got lots of the right types of workouts for you. So head over to the um, to my blog uh, podcast. for some great options which include follow along workouts bodyweight workouts and workouts with equipment and make sure to head over to Facebook and hop on to the healthy secrets for women 40 plus page to share um, we've got just a beautiful group of women there with I usually go Facebook live or I post there daily. And if you need more direction, you can reach out to me directly from that page or from the blog. Just find me on Facebook. I'd be happy to help you with any, any coaching needs that you have. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna K show. Head to com for show notes and more. See you next time.